Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute drowning in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share podcast is brought to you by Send It Philippines. Send It is the leading payment gateway in the Philippines. Allow your business to accept payments seamlessly from cards, e-wallets, retail outlets, and local banks. For more information, visit sendit.co. Also powered by PDAX. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Download the PDAX app now on the Google Play Store, App Store, or Huawei App Gallery. Start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as 50 pesos by signing up on podlink.co slash hustlesharepdax. Also by Podmetrics, the easiest way to monetize your podcast. Sign up now at podmetrics.co for free and use the code HUSTLESHARE. Effectively, the rationale of what we said at BBX Singapore is to be able to leverage, as you've mentioned rightfully also, is a very rich ecosystem of fintech, I mean, of all countries, I mean, uh, not just Southeast Asia, but uh, globally. Right. So we would like to act as a bridge for startup companies and enterprise-grade companies as well. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now, here's your host, Ron Sturbeet-Yong. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustler Podcast. We are now back with our friends from this amazing company called Union Bank and their tech arm called UBX. Because again, they have something that I think a lot of us hustlers would be very, very interested on. 
to, to understand. But before I get carried away, the good thing about UBX uh, is they're not just here in the Philippines again. They're trying to really put their wings and spread their wings across Southeast Asia. Started off with the hub of all hubs in Singapore because today we're going to have the head of UBX Singapore and also we're going to talk about their insured tech platform called Assured. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Cyrus Cruz of BBX Singapore. Welcome to the show. Thank Hi. you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, good, morning good night, wherever you are, in which time zone. Let's just assume that it's a morning, wherever you are. Just imagine, close your eyes. Like, oh, it's a morning. Okay, Cyrus, thanks very much for having the time to join us here. Very excited to understand what you guys are up to, but before I get carried away. I need to ask you the million dollar Singapore question. Singaporean million dollar question. <laughs> Cyrus, what's your hustle? Yes, uh, Ron, uh, yep, as you've mentioned, thank you very much for the introduction. Uh, I'm Cyrus. I'm currently wearing two hats for UBX. I recently joined about six weeks back. Uh, I am a Singapore country head uh, to set up the headquarters here. We'll get to that in a little bit on details on what we do here. Uh, and also, I'm uh, going to be the venture lead. Well, I am already the venture lead for Assured, our InsureTech platform for Assured wow. uh, for UBX. So uh, we're going to be, uh, this is uh, one of our first forays in expanding our presence outside of the Philippines. Uh, mm-hmm. So as much as uh, we are setting up Assured for the Philippines, mm-hmm. we are also looking to set it up in Singapore in preparation for a Southeast Asian expansion. All right. That's amazing. Uh, that, yeah. And it's two hats. Yep. And um, again, it, it's not easy to wear two hats, but... Do you want to add something else? Yeah, I mean, I was just going to deep dive into the Singapore. I mean, I, I know I, we want this to make as casual as possible. I don't want to present no, the power. Yeah. I don't want to present a PowerPoint slide to you, my KPIs. <laughs> oh, hey, guys, this is the presentation. This is the start of the presentation. Yeah, no, but, but effectively, effectively, the rationale of why we set up UBX Singapore is to be able to leverage, as you've mentioned rightfully also, is a very rich ecosystem of fintech. I mean, of all countries, I mean, uh, not just Southeast Asia, but... Uh, globally, uh, this is a very good gateway uh, to the Southeast Asian market, uh, particularly in uh, growing markets like Indonesia and Thailand, yep. and of course, Philippines and Vietnam as uh, the upcoming ones as well. Right. So we would like to be act as a bridge for startup companies and enterprise-grade companies as well who would like to enter the Philippine market. And of course, which better organization to partner with than UBX for yeah. our sheer strength in our technological capabilities? And of course, you're banked by the machinery of the Union Bank of the Philippines, uh, one of the most digitized banks in the Philippines. Uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, I'll cut the PowerPoint presentation there. Uh, it's, uh, that's okay. pretty much my hustle, Ron. <laughs> There's no PowerPoint. If there is, we'll just put it on the show notes if he ends up sharing a screen, just to have a reference. But no, it's yeah. not. We're going to be casual about this. But again, before yep. we even talk about what you're doing, UBX as country lead or country head for mm. UBX Singapore, and again, talk about Assured, I need you to buckle up because we're going to have to ride the hustle shared time machine. Uh. Pick you up around boobies. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much. And again, we're now back. Go back home. Okay. We got picked you up in Boogies near uh, the Junction Mall. All right. Okay. The... Good reference. No, I love that. Place. That's where I usually typically stay because there's a Bakute place there. Not Songpa. It's a oh. founder Bakute. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty uh... darn good as well. I'm not sure if they're still around, but my dad, I miss, I miss Bakute. I've been, I've been forever. I've been, been to been in Singapore. 
But Cyrus, before you wore this this Singapore uh, UBX head that you were, you had a pretty interesting um, career. And again, you've yeah. been there in Singapore for quite a while now. But I want to understand what was mm-hmm. growing up like. And what was the goal growing up? Because a lot of the listeners that go here, typically, again, it's a little biased towards founders as a whole or zero to one founders. But again, over the past six to 12 months, there's now a different breed of founder-like people that are going through, uh, you know, venture arms like UBX that, you know, experience a similar founder type of life but mm-hmm. in a in a more uh, less risky environment. Yes. So I want to understand from your point of view, what was growing up like, and what was the dream? Yeah, I think. Well, oh, okay. I'm gonna go way back my life story. Uh, yeah, as you've mentioned, uh, well, I, well, I've been here in Singapore for about ten years. Uh, wow. Started when I was born. Uh, I was raised in Pampanga. I'm actually a full pledged Kapampangan. Uh, I grew up in the province, uh, as with majority of uh, probably all of us. And then I uh, went to study in the university in Manila. And then, of course, I mean, it was uh, mid two thousand at the time. Uh, we didn't even know what. I mean, there was the internet, but we didn't really. There know was, but it's dial up. I would have preferred cable television over internet at the time. Oh, wow. <laughs> but, okay, okay. But yeah, I mean, uh, at the time, I mean, you just had to find the relevant job and also uh, the one that you've, you, you're going to put a bet on it. I mean, uh, as a startup founder, or as an investor, you put on bets on which would be the upcoming tech companies. But during that time, uh, as an employee, you'd put a bet on which industries would uh, would succeed uh, later on. So I started my job in uh, banking. Uh, banking. Yeah, well, I wouldn't really call it banking if that's the case. I used to, well, my first job was actually Citibank. Uh, and funnily enough, Ron, I was a collections officer. So I'm one of those uh, annoying uh, guys to call people who have debt and uh, pester you constantly. <laughs> but probably I wouldn't call it to pester, but yeah. No, but okay. One thing about collections and being, mm-hmm. it's, we call it outbound calls, right? It's all yeah. outbound. You're, you're calling people outside to, to remind them that, hey, you owe us shit, right? You know, yeah. you owe us something, right? And my first job also was a telemarketer. Oh. And that sets you up for life because you learn life skills through that. You know, more than anything is being able to be comfortable on the phone because some people even go through yeah. years and years and years of, of uh, experience in the phone and they still stutter when they get to, you know, talking to customers. What, what are the skills you develop? You, you might say that yeah. no, collection no. officer, but dude, the no, stuff I mean, that you I, learned I, there is amazing. I, I think you're right. Uh, very much right on that. And, and I know it's cliche to like glamorize very simple jobs, right? But uh, all of your jobs, whatever you are, it's a sales job. It's right. trying to get approval from someone. Uh, so whether you're trying to sell a $20 policy to a Singaporean for insurance, or you're trying to get uh, Mr. Gomez to pay that 20000 credit <laughs> card bill, or uh, you're trying to get uh, an approval for a $5 million project from your boss because you feel this is going to be the future. It's all a sales job. Uh, yeah. And uh, there's a lot of, I wouldn't even say complexities to it. It's mm-hmm. There's a lot of fundamentals. I think that would be the better word. There's a lot of uh, fundamentals that you need to establish. Who are you talking to? Uh, what are their tick points? Uh, would you like to allude to their pride? Would you like to allude to their anxiety? Yes. Uh, what's your buy-in, right? Uh, and I, I think uh, you have listeners who are early in their careers. Uh, of course, it could get discouraging, especially right. Now. I mean, uh, I'm not. I, I think I'm older than you, Ron. But uh, at the time, we didn't really have uh, access to social media, and you didn't see everybody's business. 
Uh, you hear anecdotes from people and mentors, which was good because you could sift out the the good stuff and it's more realistic. But right now, I could imagine the stress on uh, someone who's starting their career and just hearing about, oh, this guy is only 22 years old. He bought a $20 million mansion and he's the founder of this and that. And it's easy to get desensitized, but effectively, uh, it's more it's what's your personal track uh, to where you want to be uh, and what steps are you taking to do that. And again, going back to that, it's like effectively, it's about sales. How do you right. sell yourself uh, moving forward? But yeah, I mean, uh, go ahead. And that's correct because at the end of the day, you 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 know, again, social media the way you say it, it's a highlight reel, right? It's highlight reel, and no, ne- people never so show it like, hey, I I messed up here, I'm struggling. What you see is just what they want to fix, and sometimes that's right. not even true because they're yeah. just trying to impress people that actually don't like them anyway, right? Yeah. So <laughs> it's 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 weird, but at the end of the day, people come from different start points. Some people have handicaps, some yeah. people have a head start, right? So. You don't want to do that, but it's what you do, regardless of what cards you're dealt with, that that's very important. So from that job, walk us through the next couple of steps and what were yeah. the skills you had to build on? So I think to just to be quite straightforward about it was just finding out the next job that was going to pay more. Uh, then an outsourcing hub from JP Morgan came about. They're paying twice as much as Citibank wow. when you go there. And then, but then effectively, I, I, yeah, I think it's uh, you're, you're right to do this. This uh, time machine run <laughs> gives a lot of context on uh, how yeah. people are. Uh, but yeah, effectively, money is one thing. But then I, I wanted to pursue my passion, uh, which was effectively marketing and uh, for a noble purpose, uh, bringing out a good message to the Philippine market. Uh, one thing that always inspired me, Rana, as I've always said, is when I was a kid um, uh, growing up, uh, there was this tagline from Jollibee called Langhap Sarap. Okay. I'm not okay. Yeah, I'm dating. I'm aging myself. But. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't know the context, but okay. Okay, but no, are it was a chicken po- joy pan. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. So no, I was amazed how someone could come up with a phrase, yeah. and everybody knew what that phrase was. Yeah. It was lang hap sarap. You, you can, can taste it exactly. I was like, what if I made that? I made that impact to the people. And then uh, I pursued the job with the Globe Telecom for marketing. I was the one scheduling the SMS broadcast. Wow. <laughs> at that That's time. powerful. Uh, still now, oh, they no, still use that, that. No, that was like pre-data. Uh, data, data was like, if you were paying 3,000 pesos for data at that time, you were some like high roller. It was, yeah. Everybody was just go, doing it through SMS. So it was an interesting phone. job. <laughs> It was like those T9 uh, mobile yes. phones even. Yes. Uh, but then again, uh, so there's that money, passion, then going back to money again. Then I found out like if you go to Singapore, uh, you could take, a, as you mentioned, Ron, a telemarketing job and yeah. uh, you get paid much more. So go go to wow. Singapore and, uh, you know, I found, I mean, I could have gone the route and, oh, I, I came from Globe Telecom. I did marketing. I want to do a proper job. But uh, I think yeah. uh, in line with the context of your podcast, I hustled my way and, I just found the first job that I was going to be able to get. And uh, it was in insurance. Uh, okay. Similar to Iran, I started off telemarketing and insurance. Oh, did that for in about, Singapore. In Singapore. Uh, it's, uh, wow. it's one of my favorite drinking stories, by the wow. way, uh, how far I've gone. But I mean, sorry, uh, modesty aside, right? No. Uh, I started off uh, doing telemarketing. Uh, I couldn't 
you you do a very good Singapore accent, Ron, better than I started, <laughs> I started here. I'm not gonna get in trouble. I'm not gonna do it here. Believe no, because what, what was I'm interesting cold. was because in the Philippines, when you call a gentleman by the family name NG, like Mr. Nang, oh. right? It's oh. Mr. Nang, but apparently in Singapore you pronounce him as Mr. Ang. So it's those yeah. cultural nuances yeah. that uh, I needed to get accustomed to to be able to perform, right? I didn't really do such a good job. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I survived three years in. I even had to do the road shows where I had to like pedal uh, wow. insurance on paper. And that wasn't too long ago. Mm. But then, of course, uh, I think also one thing that I would like to convey is like you also get lucky. You, get, uh, you meet the right people that will give you access to where it is at, right? Mm. Um, I think one of my big breaks was uh, in telemarketing. Uh, they wanted someone with a more neutral accent, uh, like a Got Filipino, it. because yep. they wanted to cater to an international expat market in Singapore. Yeah. And that gave me access to no more insurance products. Uh, mm. I mean, I'm coming from like zero insurance knowledge when I came here yeah. uh, to my first three, uh, three years to be able to know the full suite. Okay. Then sub- subsequently, uh, I leveraged on my experience working with uh, JP Morgan and setting up the telemarketing team for AXA in Singapore. Nice. So I helped set up the first telemarketing team for AXA. Uh, then subsequently, on, uh, I could go on for days on this one. But, yes. but I want to understand, Cyrus, in, in terms of context, because again, yep. going overseas always again, and I've, I've seen, so I've heard so many stories of this that, you know, yep. you sort of like go back to zero. In a way, yeah, um, yeah. where you know, whatever career you built here in the Philippines, you know the nuances that you get. That here we get household help. Everything is uh, uh, all of that is ha- out the window. What I under- I want to understand is okay. There's the career part, but what about the make ends meet part? Because you're adjusting, uh, and there's a totally different environment uh, in every single front. How okay. do you even survive? Because at the end of the day, that support system we're all family oriented. Yep. We all know that. At the end of the day, that support system in your home country is always going to be there. And it's a totally different country. Yep. That's totally different dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Um, not, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat my answer. I think I was a bit of one of the few lucky ones as well. Uh, yeah. Because uh, when I came here, uh, coincidentally, my sister was also going to be here. Mm. So uh, I had that family support system, if you may. And I think Singapore, it's a three-hour flight. And at the time, uh, the ticket prices weren't so ridiculous. So Jetstar, thank you. Okay. Yes, Jetstar. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I witnessed it. And I'm sure you did, you did also. Like, you could get like a 5,000 peso ticket at the time. Yeah. Right now, at least you'd get 10. But I mean, we're talk- yeah. we're, again, we're talking about travel and it's cold. Yes. <laughs> this, is like, this is like an episode of 2017. Possible, but you can get a really good deal. Especially if it's red eye, by the way. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I think more of the adjustment, uh, what you've mentioned, Ron, was on the corporate life, uh, because uh, when you work corporate in the Philippines, of course, you, you would have a, a sort of like in your mind, you had this fancy position because you were handling a team, you were, had yep. some le- level of authority, all of a sudden here is like, nobody cares about that, nobody cares if you graduated from a nice university or you were the manager of this one. I mean, I, I guess that's same everywhere, right? You don't have that pass, if you may. But uh, I think uh, it's the struggle, right? And uh, that uh, makes us uh, push forward with that. Got it. All right. Yeah. Now, after AXA, what was next? And what were the skills you then... So after from yeah. being on the phone, you're now the one leading the team. Yeah. And then 
what, what was next the next so, up for you? yeah this is going to be a good segue to it actually within axa uh you have to double hat as an account manager uh so mm -hmm. one of the big accounts because in the insurance industry ron it's uh uh it's still uh i mean folks listening from the insurance business industry would know that we're still very much heavy on agency and broker distribution uh and alternative distribution uh for bank assurance or even affinity partners as we know now as grab uh, we're at really a high level of interest for true salespeople because the money is an agency and broker. So somebody had to do it. Uh, and of course, I raised my hand uh, to work on deals such as Grab. Grab was a startup at the time in 2016. Yeah. Uh, they wanted to partner with AXA uh, to launch the first pay-as-you-drive motor insurance. I was the account manager for that. Uh, of course, uh, this was uh, heavily supported by the senior management. Uh, of course, I mean, if you get exposure to that, uh, that's a lot. Uh, and also uh, digitizing the operations. Uh, the term digital didn't even exist at the time. Yeah. We, we had the first digital person in the office and everybody just went to the digital person and asked her if she could fix the computer. <laughs> and then, can you and then, format this? Huh? Yes, yes, yes. And, oh, you don't do that. And what do you do? Oh, can you help us with the backend system? No, I also don't do that. What do you do? I help design the websites and customer journey. And people were like, all oh, confused. Is, like, huh? Is that a real job? <laughs> no, it, 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 was, it was interesting. And uh, I think going back to what you mentioned on skill set, Ron, right? Like, I think it's more of like, and I got this from one of my colleagues back at home in the Philippines. It's like, kailangan matakaw ka sa trabaho. Yeah, you cannot be picky. Uh, yep. If if they give you something uh, and uh, it's worthwhile to do, of course, it's not just someone passing you a mundane job. Just take it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think that's what it was. And went over to Chubb, uh, work on American Express, travel insurance, uh, etc. Wow. Then subsequently went to Tokyo Marine, and uh, that's uh, that's where it catapulted my journey into this uh, VC startup space, if you may, Ron. So wow. I, I think my my ticket to that was uh, I was one of the few people who actually work on those affinity partnerships mm -hmm. and uh, have hands-on experience on using digital tools before I would say it was cool. Uh, it was nice. something that you had to do. Uh, so for example, if you were working with HSBC, Mm -hmm. uh, versus an agency, right? An agency would just tell you, oh, by the way, I need a paper form so I could do uh, motor insurance. But HSBC at the time was like, oh, by the way, we're doing this something we call digital, digital online sales. Mm -hmm. And we require the insurance company to have a digital website. So, of course, for you to appease your client, which was the bank, then you would need to come up with a digital website for them. So that was it. Uh, then, of course, with that, later on, you'd realize this is a valuable experience and valuable tool. Then uh, that opened doors for me to uh, start off as a regional manager in Tokyo Marine. That is amazing. Now, yep. let's let's talk about the jump yep. right? uh, before we take our first break. So you're doing really well in Tokyo Marine, right? Yep. What led you to join UBX this year? Because again, I'm pretty sure this is not, it wasn't an overnight process. This is like an easy jump to do. But what attracted you to this UBX opportunity? Especially yeah. that uh, what's amazing is you still get to stay in in Singapore, which is probably mm -hmm. one of the best places to stay during a freaking pandemic, right? Because your spikes are just 100 people. That's a spike already. Good luck. That's a that's a red alert. <laughs> yeah, here in the here back home. My goodness, right? So how did this opportunity come about, and wow, what made you jump? Probably just to share, shed some context on my role with Tokyo Marine. Uh, so for about three years, uh, I was looking after the Southeast Asia market. 
and also India. Uh, my job uh, also wearing two hats. <laughs> we call it the strategy. I'll start with the second strategy. Uh, we're in how can we help enable the Southeast Asian insurance companies that Tokyo Marine own digitize their process. Mm. Uh, so we'll be able to help them formulate the strategy and help, help them uh, execute this uh, projects, right? Yeah. But of course, on the other hand, which is my second hat, is we couldn't just go in blind and tell them, oh, by the way, we see a stack of paper. Let's use OCR and RPA. Uh, we need to be uh, like a true blue and very good Japanese company, Tokyo Marine. And I, of course, I owe a lot to them. Uh, we do a lot of research. Uh, we're part of a global lab network. Uh, wow. So I was uh, my last stint was I was a deputy head of innovation lab for Singapore. Our main labs are in Singapore, Tokyo, and Silicon Valley. Uh, we also have wow. one in London, uh, Taiwan, and Israel. Our job was to be able to identify good insured tech and cross-vertical mm. technologies that will be able to uh, apply, apply to our business. But again, in insurance, I uh, don't, don't mean to bore you, Ron, or your audience with insurance talk. No, no, no. It's, it's cool. Insurance, at the end of the day, is a constant. In, well, to be honest, right. it, in this time, in day and age, mm. that's, that can either save you from being totally bankrupt Right, Dream. especially in 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 a pan, in the middle of the pandemic, depending on what premiums you're getting. Hopefully, COVID is covered. That can make or break you, and this is a worthy de-risking of your life. I agree. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, just going back as uh, we identified which technologies would be applicable to the relevant markets, mm -hmm. and what I've seen so far is, of course, set aside the mature markets like Japan, Australia, United Kingdom, or United States. Uh, insurance to them is like paying for your electricity bill on a monthly basis. Uh, yep. It's plugged in. But uh, for developing markets like us in the Philippines, and of course, I'd always uh, pattern as to the likes of Indonesia and India. Uh, we're in, they're also uh, sort of in the face of like a very low penetration rate for insurance and uh, it's being introduced to the wider market. And of course, digitization is part of it. A uh, very good anecdote that uh, I'm sure everyone has seen on the internet on how India uh, was able to take themselves as at the forefront of like everything and everything fintech and insurtech. It's because yep. they jumped from a landline to having access to a mobile phone. Uh, it's why a lot of the mass Indian market are very uh, digitally savvy. And uh, what I've seen is that in India market and in Indonesia, we have a lot of uh, mature insure tech companies. Mm. And uh, my personal bet, even in my Tokyo Marina role, was that Vietnam and Philippines were the upcoming ones. Right. Of course, there are very good insure tech players in the Philippines right now. Uh, but as with everything else in startup, uh, there's still, I mean, it, there's no shortage of opportunities and I uh, would like to contribute to that uh, in the Philippine market. And of course, leverage on my experience uh, from Tokyo Marine to be able to bring that to the Philippine market and help us expand regionally as well. And yeah, that's my very long-winded answer to your question. No why worries. You? Yes. All right. But we'll have a short, uh, quick break. Yeah. And when we come back, we will then talk about what you then did to set up UVX Singapore PTE Limited. Just kidding. I'm pretty sure that's what it was, right? Because uh, yeah. that's how you always incorporate an ACRA. It's the most awesome <laughs> platform that you can easily incorporate, but kind of difficult. But let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, Hustlers, it's been over a year and a half since the pandemic has started and completely bamboozled us because it changed and altered how business is done in the Philippines. But if there's a silver lining that I've seen, the businesses and startups that thrive now are those who are not just digital, but also make it easy for their customers to pay them. And the thing is, no matter how great you think your product is, 
Your startup won't scale and achieve real product market fit if you don't do an omni-channel approach in getting your customers payments. Now, we've discussed so many options of how to get that done in this podcast already. However, what if you can just get that done using just one product? And that's why I highly recommend that you guys use Sendit. Sendit Philippines is the leading payment gateway in the country, and they allow businesses to painlessly and seamlessly accept payments from their customers. And these payment channels include credit cards, direct debit, e-wallets like Gcash, PayMy, and GrabPay, retail outlets, and pay later. Now, I'm not going to recommend this if we are not a user ourselves. We use Sendit in Podcast Network Asia and getting payments from our sponsors and also disbursing money to our podcasters. Now, it's not just us because there's a lot of legit Filipino startups that achieve scale that are using Sendit to get this done, just like our friends from Kumu. Now, if you're interested to use it for your business or your startup, we're going to make it very easy for you to get started because you are a listener of Hustle Share, And that's why we're going to give you access to Sendit's SME program, which is Sendit's org-wide initiative to help our SME customers grow and scale. Through this program, they will waive up to 1.6 million pesos per business and free transactions just by signing up today. And it's only applicable to new Sendit merchants and for transactions excluding cards. So if you're interested, just click the link in the description box of this episode to find out how to join. So if you have a business or startup that's gaining momentum now, I highly suggest you start investing in this infrastructure like Sendit to allow you to scale, not just now, but for a post-pandemic world. All right, let's get back to the show. And we're back in the break. We are still with Cyrus Cruz of Now, who's completely uh, jumped over to UBX Singapore, mm-hmm. Uncle, to now set it up. When you came in, and typically, it, it's so weird because you typically have two hats you, you wear in mm-hmm. every job that you pretty much take, right? You are two hatter all the time, or a multi-potentialite in terms of that. When you joined UBX, what was the goal? And was it a two-hat syndrome again, where you're going to be venture lead? Because again, I've had several of them coming in, when, especially when I had John J., uh, mm-hmm. John Yanushak here, obviously the mm-hmm. CEO of UBX. Tell us about what that would be. And then again, I've, I've had um, uh, one of your colleagues as well talk about you know, the other, how, how the, the ventures that they built. Central. What was it for you? So uh, for UBX Singapore, our intent is to be able to primarily, uh, we have an investment associate here in Singapore. Uh, so UBX also has a corporate venture fund. Uh, what we want to do is to have a lens of the Southeast Asian activities, uh, particularly because there's a lot of uh, VCs in Singapore. So we would like to have uh, first access to those potential deals. Now, in terms of our investment activities, uh, where we are strategic investors, uh, we look for upcoming startups uh, around Series A, ticket of about uh, 500,000 to about 3 mil, if uh, I remember correctly. But just uh, Network Asia. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, 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 had, I had a little cough. 
A little, a little cough, a little bit. Thank okay. you. Already met John, right? Yeah. Again, just like, yeah. just network Asia. Okay. okay. But there yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, related to that, related to that, Ron, uh, we look for strategic investments. Uh, and of course, Podcast Asia could be a strategic partner because of our huge activity in the PR machine, right? Yes. Uh, but yeah, but uh, I mean, uh, just aside, uh, we're looking for strategic investments that would be relevant uh, to our bank activities. Uh, but of course, uh, right now, banking payments etc uh has gone wider uh, even insurance uh, right. uh the close cousin will be healthcare and everything and anything in between so we have to find an angle for that so that's the first purpose of the singapore office the second one uh, as i've shared earlier in the podcast was to be able to identify upcoming companies uh, out of singapore or regionally headquartered in singapore who want to enter in the philippine market mm-hmm. uh, so far in the southeast asian context there's a lot of activities going around in markets like indonesia malaysia and thailand uh, and uh, my personal bet uh, of course uh, not because i'm from the philippines and then with you but let's be biased come on now let's be biased <laughs> filipino right uh, of course 100, 100 million population <laughs> um, very digital savvy uh, individual. So yes, uh, then that will be the case. In fact, Ron, uh, if I may share, uh, not to go too much into specifics, we're actually in discussion right now uh, with a startup based in Singapore that we're helping to facilitate disbursement of funds uh, from donations from international sources. Wow! So there's a company, uh, there's a startup company uh, that focuses on women's empowerment and nice. how women will be able to uh, better manage their finances through an application. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the startup has access to international donations and funds, and they would like to uh, pilot this in the Philippines. And fortunately, uh, we, uh, we were able to meet this company, and uh, we're close to inking the deal in the partnership uh, with I2I uh, for, uh, wow. for disbursement of this fund. So, I mean, in a short span of time, I think it's quite good. Uh, and I, I, really, uh, I really feel um, outside as an outsider even, uh, the UBX and Union Bank uh, branding resonates very well here in the Singapore market. Absolutely. Now, at the end of the day, right, um, in any type of startup investment, more than the fundamentals behind the numbers, at the end of the day, it's very founder-driven. Now, um, I want to understand in, in UBX Singapore, what's your ethos in terms of the founders that you'd like to support or you consider supporting? I think I'm... Um, we haven't dug that deep yet uh, for UBX Singapore. I mean, effectively, it's a six weeks in operations. Sure. Uh, but uh, supposing we're there now, there's always two things in my previous role that I was looking at. Uh, number one is the domain expertise of the founder, particularly if I'm, I'm speaking from an insure tech context, right? Okay. I mean, insurance may seem like it's another financial services product. Uh, however, uh, there's a lot of, how should I put this? details that uh, we'd need to understand for us to be able to digitize something. Right. I think I, I saw a post a while back on the internet. It's like, before you digitize something, and I think it was from my, one of my colleagues in uh, UBX, before you digitize some, something, try to understand how to do it manually first. And yes. I, I, I think that's uh, very much correct. So again, going back to your question, it's domain expertise, but also in addition to that, uh, tech expertise. Uh, okay. I've seen uh, very good examples of insure tech companies who have very strong uh, domain expertise, mm-hmm. but the lack of foresight uh, in terms of uh, adoption to technology and how it will be received, uh, I saw it could have uh, could have been a challenge for these uh, startups. But yeah, uh, to answer your question, uh, te- 
technological foresight and Got expertise it. combined with the main expertise in their field. Is, is there a certain vertical? Because certain funds, you know, operate on certain verticals also that they want to do. Obviously, finance, fintech, <laughs> duh, right? It's, it's, it's right into the wheelhouse. But is there other yep. verticals that would probably fit the bill? What type of companies you'd like to support? Yeah, so fintech and uh, fintech, I mean, we'll, we'll box insurtech under that. But again, as you've mentioned, with fintech, it could be anything like payments. You could tag payments to anything. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, quite closely, uh, we're all, we could also look at healthcare. Vast opportunities out there. I mean, yep. you could also look into smart cities, uh, smart homes, right. or what have you, right? I mean, agritech's another one. There's an angle for agritech to be bundled in with fintech and insurtech. But yep. yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a wide open space. All right, that's amazing. Now, all right, let's go to your other hat. Aside from reading UBX, there is Assured. So in a gist, what's Assured? And again, if your main shtick for a couple of years now has been in InsureTech, but in the other side, you're, you're the ones looking at all these InsureTech platforms around the world. You have yeah. a cheat code of what, is, yes. what works best <laughs> uh, across multiple markets. And you just have to you know, assemble that in a gauntlet like Thanos and then yeah. you know wielded that that whole thing but what 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 did yeah. you what did you try to build with all that experience and all that exposure yeah. do you, you I, I think i think you put that quite nicely it's like a cheat sheet uh but also uh i think in the in that job of like identifying like multiple startups in sure tech fintechs or what have you and i think i cited it also in my answer earlier mm-hmm. more than the best practices that they had is uh one thing you could learn from is uh, why they didn't succeed uh, for lack of a better mm, term so the failures uh, all right failures but what one thing that's very interesting and also why i uh, joined the ubx uh, team is because what i came to realize and appreciate was southeast asia while we're a region in ourselves uh, outside looking in they may say okay Maybe Malaysian people are similar to Singaporeans and Singaporeans are similar to Indonesian, but we're vastly different individuals. And uh, localization uh, is very important uh, with the nuance in how we do business, particularly if you look at the very good platforms. I mean, you don't have to go very far and uh, you could step aside of uh, InsurTech, right? I mean, even the Philippines, uh, if you look at the household brand names in terms of tech, these are very local brand names. I mean, one of the more popular super apps, Gojek is from Indonesia, Singapore is from Grab. So local nuance is very important. It's yep. take what you have that's available technology. But again, one of the cliches in our industry, I'm repeating cliches a lot, <laughs> uh, is that I mean, I, I don't need a Ferrari to be able to drive on the dirt road, right? Yep. Uh, it's, uh, and that's similar to InsurTech. Uh, while there's a lot of good technologies, uh, what is it that you need as of the moment? And what's applicable? That's one thing. And another thing is like, which one is applicable to the local market? Mm. I'm not. I'm not gonna try to sell like a renter's insurance in the Philippines because Lemonade did it in the United States. Right. I need to educate the market first on how we will be able to have the Philippine market appreciate what an insurance product is. And mm. we're not talking about Filipinos who've already purchased their insurance products. We're talking about increasing the penetration rate. Wow. And that's what we want to do at Assured is to be able to introduce insurance or protection products, if that's a better term, in everyday experiences. Okay. Now, again, I'll just yep. call a spade a spade. This, this yep. is a very competitive market. And again, you have the cheat code yep. as well. So you've seen what everybody's been doing across Southeast Asia. With what you now know, how are you now penetrating the market and educating the market and then... Uh, positioning assured as a as a, as a leader yeah. towards yeah. this because again there are heavy incumbents that you have to battle with now 
Yep. But you have the cheat code. So yes. what's that approach like? I agree. I think a word for that, uh, Ron, is collaboration. I think at uh, over 95% uh, market opportunity in the Philippines, uh, we wouldn't shy, even even amongst uh, quote-unquote competitors in the insure tech space. In fact, I'm even discussing with some of them right now on how we can potentially work together because there's no shortage of opportunity. What we want to do is to be able to send a message on how we can help insurance companies mm. be able to attract new types of customers, not only through the technology, technology comes with, right? But more importantly, on the go-to-market strategy and product market fit. Mm. And at the same time, for the new distribution partners, is how we can educate them and help them realize on how much uh, ancillary revenue they can earn uh, from insurance, uh, selling insurance products. Mm. So it's more of like the real value that they derive from it. And in business context, it's about the dollars and cents, right? Uh, we could go into the details on how they'd be able to generate re- leads and be able to upsell and cross-sell more products leading to more revenue or even promoting customer engagement and customer loyalty. But uh, that's what, what, what we aim to do is to be able to bridge the gap for both the insurance partners and distribution partners to alleviate the pain of sourcing uh, which ones to work with uh, through our technology as well. Got it. Now you talk about, again, go-to market, product market fit. But before that even happens, you got to build a team, right? And you're now that, that leader that, again, that Thanos yeah. who has the <laughs> cheat code. But you can't go to war alone, my man. You need yeah. to build, build a team. Um, talk to us about what, how, what, what the competition of the team you've assembled to, to do the Assured Avengers. Yeah, uh, yeah. with that, again, I'd go back. Probably I'd treat it the same as uh, how I would look for a founder at a startup. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I'd look for someone who has very good domain expertise in insurance, okay. uh, but at the same time, an appreciation for tech. Uh, how mm-hmm. would that, those tech would be able to translate into improving the business uh, of insurance? But yep. that's one, one aspect of it. But on the other hand, of course, I would need some outsiders as well, if I may, who are deep into the tech scene. Of course, uh, we couldn't be very traditional in our thinking as much as we try to digitize and very pragmatic about our stuff. Uh, lack of a better term, we need a little crazy from time mm-hmm. to time. Uh, so that, that's also another facet that we'll be looking at. Got it. All right. Now let's take our last break. And when we come back, let's now pay it forward to the whole ecosystem, again, who wants to learn what it's like, how to be successful as a venture founder. Again, because at the end of the day, UBX is looking for more people like you who are domain expertise, but also want to jump into the startup ecosystem through the UBX umbrella. We'll talk about that more after the break. Uy mga hustlers, sawa ka na ba sa trabaho mo? 9 to 5 ka na lang bang kinukulit na mga boss nyo? Are you overworked and underpaid? Hindi ka pa ba binibigyan ng salary increase? Well, makinig na kayo sa The Underpaid Podcast with Stanley Chi. Pag-uusapan natin lahat yan, ultimong pagkuha ng VL at SL sa opisina. Head on to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Listen to The Underpaid Podcast with Stanley Chi. Hey Hustlers, 2021 just breezed past us and I hope things are better for you during this pandemic because we're almost there and I think we're pretty close to finally getting over this hump. But the bad news is the whole dynamic of how business is done has completely changed because of this pandemic and you need to invest into new business models to make good investments. Now for the past couple months, I've been on the lookout recently on what's the best way 
to buy Ethereum to start investing in this new thing called Axie Infinity where I can play to earn. And I found the best platform to buy and sell Ethereum with the best prices in PDAX. PDAX is a homegrown cryptocurrency exchange licensed and regulated by the BSP that offers the best rates among local cryptocurrency exchanges. Through their user-friendly web exchange and mobile app, Filipinos from all walks of life can trade and purchase crypto anytime, anywhere. And they offer deep liquidity that allows traders of all skill levels to buy and sell crypto at the cheapest prices. So if you want to make your crypto work for you, download the PDAX mobile app on Google Play Store, App Store, or the Huawei App Gallery to start trading Bitcoin, Ethereum, and other cryptocurrencies for as low as just 50 pesos by signing up at podlink.co slash hustlesharepdax or just by clicking the link in the description box of this episode. And we're back from the break. We are still with Cyrus Cruz again, who now told us what's it like being the head honcho of UBX Singapore and also being the team captain or again, the leader of creating Assured. But again, one thing that, that's common between your story and also Franco Espinosa's uh, story a, a few episodes back is that, you know, at, at the end of the day, you're coming in here from corporate or a pretty corporate that has been exposed to startup and you know you you want to take that leap if you are talking and there's a lot a bazillion of them now who's considering the jump right what would be your advice for those people that are on that cusp right and to 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 help them assess this decision properly because obviously aside from yeah. pursuing passion and taking that jump there's a mm. lot of factors you consider especially if you're a breadwinner you have kids you have mouths to feed give give us context on that so that you know at the end of the day UBX is there to take in a lot of people that are ready to take that jump but for you what would be your advice yeah it's a very real question right uh no just probably want to take you through, through, through my thought process uh, before sure. I joined UBX. So, I mean, even again, modesty aside, uh, I've been approached by uh, some insure tech companies as well, uh, set up shop in Singapore, but it was always an immediate no for me. Wow. Be- because uh, number one, uh, startups fairly are uncertain, but you know, uh, you do yeah. the right you do the right research at the very least you'd have like two or three years runway. Right. But, yep. and uh, right now in a corporate setting, that's also uh the, the lifetime that you'd spend in a company uh, two to three years, right? Um, and at least from a Singapore context, that that's uh, number one. There's also that uncert- that there's that uncertainty, uh-huh. but on top of that uh, was of course uh, a personal fear that perhaps you wouldn't want to admit, especially if you're at a certain age and of a certain experience, is because I'm gonna be uh, sitting in a room uh, with people younger than me, and my boss could potentially be younger than me. Uh, they're going to talk to me about JSON or APIs or yep. what have you. I mean, I only appreciate those from a business context. Um, in fact, I was talking to the UBX team uh, about hiring uh, personnel, and then somebody, uh, one of the recommendations, Cyrus, you need a very good scrum master and a product owner. Yes. W- what are those? Uh, <laughs> is, is it- <laughs> Is that is a product owner, a business development guy, no. a scrum master, an IT? No. And then yeah. they explain to me, so a project manager, right? And I said, like, well, it's so much more than that. They said, mm. I think, uh, I mean, to sum it all up, uh, sorry, just a funny anecdote. That I, I, I'm still having those conversations, by the way. Um, <laughs> 
uh, to sum it all up, it's more of yeah, understanding where you are on a personal level. Uh, mm-hmm. If it's something that you feel it's a good time, uh, sense your financial obligations or your family obligations, what have you. If you you have the appetite to take the risk, yes, of course, it's good. Uh, secondly, uh, be be prepared not to know stuff, but at the same time, learn to understand that you're there for a reason. Yeah. Uh, well, there's all this talk about JSONs and API or uh, whatever technological <laughs> terms that they come products come in. Uh, uh, it will I'm be in the show notes. This JSON is not a guy, huh? JSON is <laughs> <laughs> a language. You know, it's a, it's a tech component that you you plug in. Yeah, and then and I mean, I mean. As I mentioned earlier, and then I'll go back to what I mentioned earlier, even as, from a VC standpoint or someone who's investing, I'd look at someone who not only knows Jason, but who also knows what's the policy wording is, what an insured peril is, how an insurance product works, how to sell it. And uh, that's a value add that I bring. And of course, uh, again, going back to what Assured is, we're all about collaboration. Uh, it's like an Avengers, as you've mentioned, Ron. You can have someone who's very good at domain expertise, and uh, that guy who has domain expertise may not have the right technological skill set, but a good appreciation. On the other hand, you have some part of the team who's very good with tech, but uh, would need someone to translate that and how we'll be able to articulate that to business results. So again, it's coming up with the right team and the right frame of mind. But yeah, I hope that answers the question. No, that's, that's amazing. And uh, more than that, right? I, I, I like that you, you drove that out and really laid out the how you can assess to make that decision. But before you even get to that part where you decide, a lot of things now are, say, for example, they're considering a lot of people that are considering like, hmm, maybe I want to do what Cyrus just did. What would be your advice to help them prepare skill-wise if they feel like they're not quite there yet to take that jump? Because again, this this is a lot. There's a lot of personal insecurity that you have to yeah. also battle with. Like shit, can I really do this? <laughs> How come you say, "Wait, maybe I'm not that good as as good as, as Cyrus"? But so, in order to help you make that decision, I feel like a lot of it revolves around self mastery and again, domain expertise. But hmm. what would be your advice in the realm of tech insurance or you know, insure tech that you want to do so that that decision becomes easier down the road? Yes, I think I'd take a few pages out of my previous work experiences on this one, Ron. Uh, in my last job with the Japanese, it's about information gathering and uh, not leaving any stone unturned. What that means to us is uh, you got to weed out. Uh, there's a lot of noise uh, in the VC startup space. Uh, we're doing this. Uh, we have 10 million customers. We raise this yeah. much. And, you know, it's, it's easy to get intimidated by that. Mm-hmm. But try to talk to the people. And what they would tell you is like, yes, we've raised this amount of money, but now we have a bigger job to do. Uh, we need to do what's next. And that's also the part of the information that you need to get rather than how to get the money and how to start your business. It's like, how do I actually run it and make sure it's sustainable in the long run? Uh, those are the things that information collection. Uh, on the other hand, in my previous work experience with American and uh, French companies is also just do it, execution. You don't need the right answers right now, but you need an educated way to do it. Uh, be prepared. Uh, you don't have to be like overly prepared, but just you know, be prepared and just go ahead and do it. All right. Last few questions. For those you know, uh, OFWs, mm-hmm. who's there? But you, again, you said you're pretty lucky. Some, some people had it rough. Yeah. Right. And if somebody's coming in here and like, all right, they were you, let's just say eight years ago, and they're mm-hmm. considering to make that jump to in order to prepare them for this type of opportunity down the road. What would be your advice for those people who are 
considering also to take that jump because again, if you do it right, that can really, you know, fast forward your career more than you'll ever have here in the Philippines too. But what would be your advice for those people who want to go stateside, be an expat, but yep. still want to pay back and, you know, do something for the country just like what you did? Yep. Okay. I'm a... Got three uh three quick things uh in mind. Uh, number one is uh be very hardworking. Uh no, it's very commonplace to say that, but yes, be very hardworking, but not to the point that you spend like twelve midnights every day. Okay. Be be pragmatically hardworking. Uh that's number one. Uh as I mentioned earlier, dapat matakal ka sa trabaho. Uh yeah. you don't shy away from any. Not just on chicken rice, okay? Uh, just on chicken rice <laughs> or char shoe, okay. As long as you exercise after, then it's okay, Ron. <laughs> All right. So give up take. That's number one. Number two is connect with the right people. Uh networking. I think I think that's a huge advantage for us Filipinos. By default, we're very likable people. Yep. Uh, as, lo- as long as you know how to sing karaoke, unfortunately, I don't. Right. But uh, <laughs> know the right people. Uh, and I-, I know for us, it's uh, we always have to say, "Oh, sha sip sip," or you know, they're sure they're buttering up to someone. But no, I mean, if you're just genuinely interested in people and their stories, yeah. that's good. It wouldn't come off as something not nice or unpleasant. Uh, be genuinely interested in people uh, and hear their stories. And it doesn't have to be everyone, right? Uh, I, I could have the same enthusiasm talking to a 65-year-old telemarketing colleague that I have and the same enthusiasm I'm talking to my chief distribution over, uh, officer over drinks. Yeah. So I want to know about their family. I want to hear about their stories. And you know, with those type of connections and uh, discussions, then work comes with it. And then you'd learn from them. It's like, well, what, what led you to become the chief distribution officer? And then they'd be right. able to share with you insights and anecdotes that you wouldn't hear in a meeting room. So again, right. uh, hard work and knowing the right people. And last one, humility. Uh, right. Be humble. Uh, I mean, I, I probably goes away from my tone right now, but uh, I think for uh, for us uh, Filipinos, uh, we we like to be like very proud, like Filipino proud. But I think it's also uh, being humble and knowing that there's a lot to learn, uh, and uh, there's a lot to contribute more uh, <laughs> to the country as well. That is amazing. Again, thank you very much. Cyrus was such an amazing episode but before I let you go please invite people over if they want again pitch you guys in Singapore and whatnot, or again try Assured what do they do and how do they do that well uh, I'm not ready for this but <laughs> I think uh, we can share the links over your uh, podcast link sure. uh, Ron uh, yeah. for Assured it's going to be in the show notes don't worry and then also for UBX uh, our colleagues in the Philippines uh, our CDO is doing an innovations gar- garage as well uh, for the ones who are, want to do a pitch uh, I think that's also open uh, for the Philippine market for Singapore uh, we're starting to try, tie in our network uh, on who's interested to uh, potentially work with us but for the Singapore market I think at this juncture uh, again practically working uh, what we want to do is uh, to be able to open up ourselves uh, for people who want to enter the Philippine market and also uh, for our website uh, it's assured.insure uh, what a domain perfect domain right there yeah Assured.insure. 
I had to fight people over it. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. All right. Thank you very much, Charles. But again, before I let you go, follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or whatnot. And again, if we did say some giant run like Jason and whatnot, it's not good to Jason. It's going to be in the uh, show notes on hustleshare.com. And if you want to be part of the whole community, you have a little community, whatever. Other hustlers talk to each other. It's going to be Hustle Share community on Facebook. Again, thank you so much, Kairos. Thank you very much, Ron. All right, I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. Hey, Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again, and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey, hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTime deposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn Earn in flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. 
not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels, giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. Dragon Pay was named FinTech of the Year at last year's Philippine FinTech Festival in 2020. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer. Trust Dragon Pay.